Boy, I'm ready to leave this doggone state. Seven uh, days in Florida isn't enough, and ten days is way too much. Okay, all right. I'll be getting my boarding pass today, and I'll be out of here tomorrow. You okay. But before we I leave, I'm going to do a show. Yeah, I guess yeah. we should do that Showtime. this morning. What do you think? Showtime? Yeah, well, we don't need to say what – I guess I already did say what day it is. Oh, well. That'd make a difference. Right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Hey, you're here. It's the Bro Show. Welcome, welcome. I'm Jerry. I'm John. We are actual brothers. Yeah, same mom, same dad, the whole deal. So, yeah, we do this every Saturday. Today we're actually doing it on Friday, but don't tell anyone. And, you know, yeah, we're violating our own code. John is traveling tomorrow, and he's in Florida right now uh, doing some baseball stuff. You're probably thinking, oh, my God. They're going to talk about baseball now. Oh, no. No, no. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't think of it. We we talk about four things, actually, every show, except every once in a while we dedicate a show to one topic. But we're talking about four topics today. One is an animal. And this season's animal is a meerkat. Is it our 12th season, our 11th show? We are on fire. We're just getting started. In other words, yeah. And then what do we do, John? We have a word that we ran into one, in research. Oh, yes. This is a good one. Good word. Yeah, we got a good word today. Then we have a topic, a main topic we call two takes. Mm. It's what John yeah. thinks about something, what I think about something. And between the two of us, we have a brain. And hopefully yeah. it comes out right. Then, last but not least, we have groaners, bad jokes. Mm. Bad jokes. Mm. Yeah. So that's what we do every show. And, yeah, that's that's about it. We have a, you know, John, people don't know we have a feed that people can, they can, you don't have this, to scare us up at least. Saturday, you can get it delivered to your mailbox. Just right. go to bro Email type. Mm. Yeah, just go to bro.show and, and subscribe. That's all you need to do. Such a deal. Wow. Yeah. And you know, I got lucky. I brought a couple of uh, special shirts down oh. to Florida with me just for the show. Oh, so really? I'd be ready. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, today, what I'm going to wear because Meerkats baseball season of the Meerkat. I got my baseball, my Meerkats at bat T-shirt on. Oh, so and I'll be wearing it one. today so that everybody can say, "Wow, what a neat shirt, uh, bro!" Show and then I can, you know, do my shtick and let everybody know about it. Oh wow! Yeah, I am. I'm wearing a bro show T-shirt. Also, we don't necessarily wear them every every show, but we kind of try to. This yeah. one, it's it's kind of a army colored. Ooh. Green, yeah, oh, yeah, and it's kind of cool looking. Sibling, ri- sibling rivalry, too much coffee, not enough meds. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Remember, we had the high performance coffee we used to drink before a show. Oh yeah, we were coffee bulletproof, bulletproof, mm. bulletproof. Yeah, the mentalist or some some damn yeah. thing. All right. Well, what the heck? Hey. uh we have a sponsor, we, don't we? We do have a sponsor. Our sponsor is the American Legal Defense Fund. This nonprofit organization's mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. In other words, they can accomplish their mission when those they need to uh, basically represent animals in high-impact lawsuits, keep them from harm. They provide legal assistance in helping other prosecutors when it comes to maybe local things that are done to animal abuse, etc. Mm. Hold these people accountable for the dirty deeds they've done and oh. support animal protection legislation 
and they do all kinds of good stuff. I just want to comment that I always like to pick out a little specific thing that they do. They also have a great intern program. So if you want to decide whether to dab your uh, toe into a uh, uh, animal uh, law, mm -hmm. this might be the place to give them a call. They can set you oh. up with either something with their own organization or maybe another a law firm. So, and more important, they What's do that? have swag. Oh, they have swag. They have merchandise. Yes, they do. They uh, they have really great t-shirts. John got me one. It's really good looking. Uh, they have all kinds of animals on the front of them. Uh, the one I got had, had an orca, a killer whale on the front. And the whole idea of the T-shirt was to free these guys from the tanks that they're in so Ooh. they don't kill trainers and eat them and stuff, which they have yeah. done. Yeah. It's in their best interest to let these guys go, but it takes people a while to learn. You know? Have you noticed? It sure does. Oh, yeah. It's not overnight. That's for sure. And we also have T-shirts of our own, as John alluded to earlier. We have, you know, the Meerkats at Bat T-shirt. We have six different meerkat t-shirts all generated by artificial intelligence thank god not our own yeah we need and, that, don't we yeah we'll, we need as much supplements <laughs> yeah it really doesn't work all get. the time for us not not really so <laughs> and uh, and uh, we also have six different kinds of mugs with meerkats on them so go to um, the links at the bottom of uh, the show notes and you can find our merchandise and you can find the merchandise for our sponsor and more information about our sponsor. And that is all. Yeah, there was a, a very popular TV show called The Meerkat Manor. It was out in the early 2000s for about five seasons. And during that, they, they give the story a, a lot with the meerkat. But they decided about halfway through this, uh, this TV series uh, to make a film a documentary film, nature film, that explained how the meerkat started, the manor started at the very beginning. It's called Meerkat Manor. The story begins, and it was filmed in 2008. It took them a couple of years. And we've done a lot of detailed stuff about meerkats before, but real quick, we know that yeah. uh, they're down in Africa. So this had to be in Southern Africa, at the Kalahari uh, Desert. They've got a project called the Kalahari Meerkat Project, which was mm -hmm. very important within this desert, a certain period, a certain park that they keep really close tabs on a, on several families or mobs of meerkats. Mm -hmm. So this is what they, they, they said, we've got to give the beginning. And of course, the important thing, the star of any meerkat family is the mother matriarch. So mm -hmm. that's so what they wanted to do is they wanted to give a story that explained how the mother matriarch at the beginning of the TV series uh, came to existence. Her name was, I think, Flower. Is that Flower? Is it? That is Flower. Yes. yes. Was it? It's so a, it's yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. You want me to? So go it's or should you go? Yeah, ahead? go for it. Yeah. Well, let's let's just. I'm it. I'm a little excited. I'll admit it, John. I'm a little excited because I like meerkats a lot. So uh, if you like meerkats, you're going to like this this prequel to the TV series. The TV series made. Uh, Meerkat's famous, put them on the map. But a lot of people agree that, hey, if you want to get it done all at once in one sitting, watch this particular film. It's a feature length film, and it's pretty darn good. And you do get the whole story. Now, you know, you've heard us talk quite a bit this season about Meerkats, and maybe you are already familiar with them and you know a few things. Knowing about them, reading about them, seeing pictures about them is one reality. However, 
watching a film where you see the day-to-day life and you see the other animals with whom they interact, that makes a big difference, don't you think, John? Did it drive it home for you? I think that if you really like meerkats, you're going to get a full full dose of them in this movie. That's for sure. Um, and I actually, uh, I think to me, the interesting thing is you watch it, you say, well, how did they get the meerkat to do this? How did they get the meerkat to do that? Well, I, I think a better way of describing this would be, number one, since they're on, they, they are there, a part of the project. The meerkats there are used to people being very close to them. So they don't get overexcited. As long as you don't invade their very, very personal space, they'll let you get fairly close to, to take a camera, you know, take some film. Yeah. The other thing that happens is it took two years to make this movie. So they had to do it's an editing job. If you, ah. if you, if you film a meerkat long enough, he'll do what you want. In addition to the fact that you can eventually learn a little bit some of the tricks of the trade as it comes to filming meerkats and get them to do things quicker than they might just do on their own. So putting all that together, you've got this really good movie. And I also think that I, I liked it because I like Whoopi Goldberg as a as a narrator. She got I would say she got mixed reviews. I think most of the reviews were very good. The one thing is that she this movie is really it caters to kids the way that Whoopi says it. She says it nice and deliberately has a kind of a, a nice kind of a nursery rhyme kind of spin to it, the way yeah, she discusses like your favorite, it. Your favorite auntie, yeah. Yeah, so w- with that in mind, she does a great job, keeps you interested. The landscape is also very important in this. So you take a look at the desert, get a good feel for the lay of the land, for these wonderful animals, and uh, so a lot of landscape. So bottom line is, if you like Whoopi, Gonna like it if you like a lot of landscape in addition to the meerkats. Gonna like this movie and the story is mm-hmm. pretty well. It's it's pretty well explained. There's there's no no question marks. There's no like avoids or you know what happened. Spells it out. I would give it a, a thumbs up, particularly if you like meerkats a lot. Yeah, you know I would say even if you like prairie dogs, you know I mean any kind of animal that scurries around, pops his head out of the hole. And and this one in particular, because they have a very human like visage, uh, they they look like wide receivers. I mean, they've got, you know, they're just out yep. there ready for a pass or they're looking for looking for the coverage, you know, whether it's an eagle coming at them or, you know, a cobra or uh, a bunch of scorpions invading their net. You know, whatever it is, these guys are alert. They're funny. Uh, they fall asleep standing up. Uh, they take good care of their kids. The whole mob takes care of the kids. You've heard it all before on our, on yeah, our other comments right. about meerkats, but you get to see it. I guess that's a big difference, don't you think? It it's is. Visual. Yeah, I think it's so visual. too. And, and if you really want to see it, you can you can actually rent it for like three ninety nine on Prime Video. So there you, go. Uh, you know, so don't go trying to, to figure out some place that might be on public TV, this and that, whatever. It's not. Just not, go to no. Prime. Uh, it's it's seventy five minutes, and it's it's worth. A, uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, that's it. Hey, do we have a word? Do we have a word? Yes, we have a word, and our word is seed. Now, normally when you think of seed, you think of, you know, planting a seed in order to uh, in order to get a a plant. And but the way it works uh, for uh, the word we've got, we're going to do it in terms of what our two takes is today. And and Uh so seed can have another meaning. It can be actually. The definition we're going to come up with for S-E-E-D seed is the arrangement of teams 
in a tournament so that the ranking teams will not meet in the early rounds of play. Now, we, you know right now that there's the tournaments going on, the, whether it's the women's or the men's, the NCAA. It's a big deal for, for sports fanatics. Actually, this tournament gets more action in terms of betting than even the Super Bowl. So that's how big it is. Oh, I, I didn't hear so, that. I, 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 there's no gambling allowed on our show, is there? Oh, that's right. There isn't. And I don't I never want to know the odds or the point spread on any of this, any of these uh, competitions. That's for sure. So really? Uh, OK, <laughs> I'm kind of suspicious of you, by the way. Well, the Arnold Rothstein of the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, John. Oh, listen, I just I just like it's just a spectator sport for me. I don't I don't get into the action. I'm not there, you know, put placing the bets. So here's you know, you're the guy. You're the guy the gamblers go to. That's what I've noticed. Oh, I'm, go, the, John, I'm, what, I'm the guy what, with the inside information. Yeah, that's what I'd okay. say. Now, I, oh, I feel much better. Oh, whew. OK. Yeah. OK. So the example I have is there is a team in Iowa, University of Iowa, called the Iowa Hawkeyes, snubbed by the selection committee Sunday Seeded number two, while two teams, Indiana and Stanford, stumbled because they kind of lost a few games at the end into the tourney, earning number one seeds. So if we take a look and also, uh, you know, you're thinking, well, where does it come from? You know, normally I think of it as a plant, but this whole thing has a variety of of etymology as it relates to the source uh, meaning and where it comes from. But I would say that uh, we don't want to get too much into that. Rather talk exactly what seeding means as it relates to the tournament and how the tournament actually works, because that's going to be our two takes. So here we go. Yeah, it is. What we've got is we've got the women's tournament, which we're going to discuss. Comparable mm-hmm. to the men. Let's just leave the men on the back burner. Uh, the women have a 64 teams in the tournament. Those teams mm. have four regionals. 64 divided by four gives you 16 teams per region. What you're mm. going to hear is that the, the 16 teams, you got a one seed. So the worst seeding would be, the worst team would be 16. So to start the tournament out, and I think it's actually going to start tonight for the women, you're going to yes, have a is. one seed play into 16. So you're going to have a 116. So you're going to have four of those, the four different regions in the tournament. Now, the women's tournament started back in 1982. It's been around for a long time. It's had the test, test of time. It's done very well. And I think it's gaining a lot of popularity. I think women's basketball in general, we know. Oh, has. yeah. So that's the way seating works. We might mention it in our two takes, and this way you have your your heads up. You you know exactly what we'll be talking about. So, you know what I've noticed about it, John? Just a quick comment is that I've noticed a lot more NBA and uh, NCAA men are coming to watch both the WNBA and the uh, college women college basketball. Do you yes. notice that? Like in the stands. And uh, and also, they're very supportive, too, I've noticed. And so, you know, what I think's happened is by the time you get to the NBA, a lot of these guys, they'll start a family. And a lot of them have girls in the family, and they want them to play basketball. So what do they Good do? Point. You know, they yeah. become more conversant in what's going on in the WNBA and in college. And this is tremendously important, I think, for uh, getting the sport accepted when the guys see other men watching on TV, they show them on TV all the time, and they get to sit, you know, pretty close to the bench. So it's it's pretty neat. I like I like the acceptance that's going on. I've I've been watching it since we lived in Iowa, which was a long time ago, uh, and uh, yeah, it's really become popular. You are absolutely right. 
But you know, let's let's talk a little about this stuff now, John. And my understanding is the that when you have all sixty four teams, that's when the seeds really come into play because they right. determine who plays who in the first bracket. I guess you would call that right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a after series of that, six games. Yeah. After that, it kind of takes care of itself. Who plays who? Right. right. Yeah, because they've got okay. it all set up, ranked one through sixteen. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at each of the regions real quick and talk a little bit about the teams, try to keep the deets out in terms of the players to a minimum and and the amount of information. But I'm going to start with uh, Stanford is the number one seed in one of the regions. And they're a team that's been uh, actually two years ago, won the tournament. They're number one seed, obviously. So they also uh, this year were 28 and five. So they've got a pretty good record, although they've got the most losses of any of the number one seed teams. So they, they did not, and they, they kind of stumbled a little bit at the end. They didn't win their tournament. I, 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 this is a team that might have some difficulty getting through to the, to the end. They've got a, a very good uh, inside-outside game with a top shot blocker by the name of Cameron Brink uh, on the inside and Haley Jones, another very good player on the, as a guard who can feed various players. So that's that's where they stand. However, there's a team that I feel should have maybe been the number one seed in this region. That is a number two seed, and that is Iowa. Iowa's six and six, so they lost another an extra game. They lost more games than than Stanford. However, they have the best player in college uh, women's college basketball, a woman by the name of Caitlin Clark. She's uh, she's a junior. She's been a star from the get go as a freshman. She's this year second in points. First in assists and has made the most three pointers of any player in, in in college. They won their tournament. They won their conference. They're in the Big Ten. So they are a force to be reckoned with. What I like about this team is they're a high powered offense team. They want you to run with them because if you run with them, you're going to get worn out. And that's when they go in for the kill. They don't really care a lot for defense until defense really makes a difference. So at the end of the mm. game, if they need to stop, they'll lock down with their defense. But before that, they say, hey, score. We'll just score more than you. They average over 87 points a game, which is the most in, the, in college. And uh, and that's their, the, the lay of the land. Caitlin Clark is just a pure delight to watch on the court, too. She's up and down the oh, court. I she agree with that. Slip slide. She, she just glides on the wood. That's for sure. So uh, I have one more team to mention, and that is my bracket breaker. Is Gonzaga? They're 28 and four. They will be playing potentially Stanford in the second round, uh, in, the, in the second game. And the reason I like them is because they've played Stanford once. They've got beaten up by them. However, they are the best three-point shooting team in college. They score 41 percent of their three of their three-point uh, shots. So I give the Zags a, a thumbs up as being the team that could potentially. Be, uh, when I say bracket breaker, I mean they're an upset team. They're a team that's going to make a team that you might bet on, like Stanford, and all of a sudden you, you're you're out in the cold if they lose. So that's my uh, read on the on the on the this uh, the Stanford uh, regional. So perhaps you can okay. give us another one. Yeah, I'll give you one here. Uh, I'm going to go for the Virginia Tech region. Uh, Virginia Tech's the number one seed in this region, and they're playing Chattanooga, by the way, uh, tonight. But or, or, you know, in the next 48 hours, these guys, uh, 
Boy, they've gotten a little criticism, John. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. These guys, they've, they've been quietly excellent is what they say in, in, in the articles. And that would be the thing, you know. They, they don't get the hoopla that the other teams get. Uh, they have done a good job. They say they've earned their number one seed, but there's some contention about that because they're in the same region as UConn, my favorite team. And right. their, their records are close, but I think Virginia Tech did do a little better. Some people say UConn took on more outside the conference challenging teams than Virginia Tech. I don't know. I think it's pretty damn close. But in any case, uh, UConn did stumble uh, in February, and Virginia Tech did not. So Virginia right. Tech's number one, UConn's number two. They got their games coming up here, like I said, today and tomorrow. So we'll see how they do and what happens with that. But a lot of people are predicting that Virginia Tech's not going to make it to the Final Four, John. Yeah, I, I think yeah. there's a good chance. I, I totally agree. I think that uh, before they even get to Connecticut, I believe that they uh, that they could be playing teams like Tennessee. Uh, they mm. also are going to be playing, uh, if you don't mind me, I'd like to talk about what I call yeah. the bracket buster. Oh, there's a bracket region. buster in here. There's sure and is. I'd love to They're say rabbits. this is the they're this is rabbits. a South Dakota Jackrabbits, and they're hopping mad. They're ready. Oh, they but, are. Uh, yeah. And the thing is that they uh, they won their tournament. They've actually played South Carolina, Brayton, and Washington mm. State. So they don't just stay up there in the cold and uh, and, and play teams oh. in their in their area. They get out and about. They were twenty eight and five. They're ranked number nine right now. They got a tough game to play in the next two days against yeah, USC. Uh, Southern Cal, but I, that's the one that I like uh, to, to possibly be the bracket buster. I'll just say Virginia Tech, one thing they had going for them is that the team that they're, they're in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the team was expected to win that conference was Notre Dame. But unfortunately, Notre Dame's best player, Olivia Miles, got hurt. So yep. they were able to sneak in there and get that fourth, get that fourth seed. So a mm. little bit on that one. All good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay you're going to talk about Indiana? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Indiana. Indiana is a team that I thought from the very beginning of the year had the best chance of knocking off uh, the, you know, the Goliath here at Southern uh, University of South Carolina. Indiana, 27-3. They've got a, a, they got a very, very solid All-American by the name of Mackenzie Holmes, 23 points. She ends up, uh, you know, high-end rebounds, good team player, locks down on defense. So Indiana... I think is is a is a very very good team. The uh, they their losses. One of the things they did is they lost to Iowa on the last day last game of the conference uh, on a buzzer beater when uh, Caitlin Clark, who I've already mentioned, uh, did a last minute shot and and beat them. So I feel mm. that they probably are uh, you know they're very good. I think they could they could move on, but they got a couple of obstacles. I think ahead of them. Number one is I think Villanova. And they're Big East. We're 28 and 6. They're way behind UConn. Actually, UConn beat them three times. That's pretty scary. And yeah, they've got a player who is the, the highest scorer in college baseball, Lamedi Secrets. She averages yeah. 28 points per game. So if she gets hot, that could be an obstacle. My bracket buster in this one is one of my favorite teams this region, and that is Princeton. Princeton was 23 and 5. Last year, they beat Kentucky, and this year, they lost to Indiana by only one point. So they've got a little bit of history with Indiana. They're gonna, it's far down. It's a, it's a 10 seed. 
But I feel that they, they have a good chance. And I just want to add one thing about men's. Last night, Princeton Cold. Yeah. A, they, they're a 15th ranked team in men's. They beat a two. They beat a 15 two, which yep. is a major, major yep. upset. I was the end of that game. That was a good game. Princeton, yeah, lives for upsets. And they play a slowdown game. They don't, you don't want to play them because they don't play the way that you normally you think about basketball. They love to be very deliberate. So that's my read on the Indiana region. Okay, well, uh, I got the, the big one here. I've got the, the I've got the tall dog, the elephant in the room, whatever you want to call it. The South Carolina region. It's not in South Carolina, of course, but that's the number one seed in this region. Yes. Uh, these guys are the to say they're the team to beat is a gross understatement. They are the champions from last year, and they have four of their starters from last year starting again this year. So yes. not a lot has changed. They have dominated. They've won every game this season. I think they're the only undefeated team, if I'm not mistaken. They are. And it's hard to imagine someone beating them. We'll talk about that in a minute when we talk about the Final Four. But uh, I would say if there's a bracket buster in this group, I would have to say it's either Southern Utah or Maryland. Uh, those wow. would be, yeah. I, not Marquette, not Portland, not Sacramento, not UCLA. That's what I'm going to go with. And uh, I'm not saying they're going to be able to beat South Carolina. I'm going to say they're going to upset their bracket. That's what I'm saying. And this would this would be a pretty pretty good region to watch. I would definitely watch those South Carolina games. These guys, they they are smart. They're big. They're strong. And I'd say smart is the number one thing. They can rope a dope you, make you think. Right. You've got a leg up and you have nothing, and they just demolish you in the third quarter, and that's it. If they yeah. don't get intimidated, they uh, they've got two big, strong people uh, under the basket. If you think you're going to go in there and and uh, control them, guess again. You've got to have really good three point shooting to do anything against this team, and it's going to be difficult. It's going to be real difficult. They've got a hot defense. They've got a lot of stuff going on, but the big thing is they're smart. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, these these teams are they're boring because they just they just keep winning and they just do it in a very systematic way. They kind of like you said, rope a dope. You might think you got them at the beginning, but before you know it, it's in the second half, you're all worn out. And they're bringing in the sixth player who is taller than the most valuable player they have on their team, Aaliyah Boston. They got another woman by the name of Carosa from South America, and she's six five. And she'll dominate. So that, that, that they're very good. I also would like to point out what I feel is the best chance for them to lose. UCLA, which would be about three games into this into this region, will be playing them. They're 25 and nine, but they lost to South Carolina beginning of the year, and they were leading at halftime, and they just got a little worn out. So they got some experience. I give them as the best shot. They're a four seed. And we'll just see how it shakes out. But I'll tell you right now, it's going to be tough, no matter what you look like, for South Carolina to not repeat as the champions of this tournament. All right, John, who's in the Final Four? I believe that it's going to be UConn. Uh, I think it's going to be South Carolina, uh, like Indiana, and probably Iowa. God, that's really disgusting. You know why that's disgusting? Because that's what you get to game two. 
Yeah. That's my final four. I have to agree yeah, 100% it's, it's with a, you. Yeah, it's an easy – unfortunately, we know that that is not going to happen because always some upset will take place. But yep. that's I, – I think you want UConn to be in it. I want Iowa to be in it. That's what we're shooting yep. for because we want to see our teams play as long as we can during the year, and that's the way it's going to happen. Okay. Who do you – we're not going to say who the final two is, are we? Uh, yeah, no, no, we're not going there. We, 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 we don't okay. want to get ourselves right. in a big right. argument. On, on the show. No, we'll not, right not on the show. We'll do it right after. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, what do you say? Do you have a couple of groaners? I got some basketball groaners. And, you know, basketball groaners, there's a lot of them out there. I probably have trouble because I've used basketball groaners before. Okay, here's my first one. What is a pirate's favorite basketball shot? What is a pirate's favorite basketball shot? Different ways. I don't know that, John. I don't know. Hook shot. Captain Hook. Oh, oh my God. That's good. I like yeah, that. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. Now, this one I on might Okay. What do you call a pig that plays selfish basketball? What do you call a pig that plays selfish basketball? Oh, man. I don't have a clue. A ball hog. Oh. So obvious. Oh man. Okay. All right. I, I tried to give you the easy one. Oh well. There's always next week.